On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. As a kid that's not the smartest there is, there's nothing I enjoy more than seeing two smart people argue over <laughs> words and what is a word and what's grammar and Oof. and all that. But when Jenny and Zach and we got Matt here, we had Jenny and Zach like Hello. arguing over all these big words that I'm sitting over here going, I don't even know what the hell y'all are talking about. And like the smart people arguing back and forth over big words is hilarious. Well, to me. We were never arguing. No, yeah, it's small words. It's about the second story this week, and we'll get to that in the second segment. But I was asking whether or not it's normal to abbreviate the word phenomenon for the word phenom. <laughs> and I was like, it's phenom. 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 It's, yeah, Matt was like, it's phenom, you dope. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, I, like phenomenon. Like, don't you say that word that, that way all the time? Yeah. Phenomenon. Yeah. I'm over here like, if I get the first three letters right, I win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's what, that's, that's, see, that's the brilliance, though. Heath knows. He's like, I don't know, so I'm just going to be quiet. I'm yeah. over here like, how do you say this? Like, yeah. I'm just going to rag on the I'm glad that you asked before, though, rather than live during the episode, right. although now we just called you it, out. Yeah, I, how embarrassing would that have been yeah. when we talked about yeah. this on the show? So. Yeah. Yeah, are we on? Uh, oh, no. We are live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Your, you're there. Here we are. Happy belated birthday. Start the show oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Birthday yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 32 years young. You guys might have seen on social media that he was just begging for reviews and ratings for his birthday. Yes. I thought it was <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. He wasn't. Mm, that's how you manipulate the audience. All I want for my birthday is ratings and reviews. <laughs> well, if you're listening and you haven't dropped one, go, go ahead. Slip yeah. Heath the birthday I, present, would you? I saw my mom even in, figured out how to do it. Um, no coincidence, Aww. right after her episode aired. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, She's like, wow, I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah that's funny. It was great. It was, it was so not her. Yeah, so it was great having her in here the last couple of weeks. I think she was yeah. awesome to have on the show. Yeah, she was really cool. Yeah. Thanks that's you, really thank cool. you yeah. both of you. And she sent both of you a note saying how much it meant to her that you were so sweet because it really was fear. It was really scary for her to come on, but yeah. I thought she did a great job too. We're going to have her back. Yeah. We will. Mm. We get an all moms episode. There you go. Yeah. All, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All moms. We yeah. get all the yeah. moms. Next Mother's Day, none of us will be here. It'll just be our moms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second shot moms. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Show. That's scary. <laughs> That'd be a good time. <laughs> so our first story this week: uh, the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, were booted from Twitter. Uh, their their Twitter account got suspended for copyright violations, according to this article from the Houston Press. Uh, according to this, apparently the Rockets had been using some uh, some some music that had some copyright guidelines that they just didn't get cleared, and they were just posting it to Twitter with compilations and videos and who knows what cool rocket stuff, I guess. And so they got got their account suspended. Of course, Twitter lit up. Everybody's got a hot take. 
uh, the the rocket the, the official rockets account isn't active anymore. But odds are it'll get turned back around. They'll remove the offending posts. They'll they'll email Jack or something and they'll they'll get it fixed. But uh, any hot takes on this? The rockets social media person, the fire. rockets is fired. I can almost guarantee <laughs> you. Because when you think yeah. if you're running an organization social media of that size, that the number one thing is looking at. I mean, like. No copyright laws, yeah. right? Like you're not gonna like just like that person's fired. They're looking for a yeah, job. Yeah, the number right one now. thing yeah. is to not get banned. I, I would, I yes. would have to think. I would have to say yeah. they they no longer have a job. Yeah, it's it's surprising because in in my limited capacity uh, doing anything involving like sports teams or anything, even to use images from official sports stuff, you have to get things cleared and you got to buy licenses. You got to get all that done. So you think an organization that is steeped in that. The Rockets would know that and like, hey, we better get our music stuff fixed and, and know we have the rights to use whatever. And here we are. Well, these are things where TV stations have known these rules and laws forever and ever and radio stations, etc. But now everyone is sort of their own TV station and their own radio station. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're sort of like in this weird world where everyone is their own media entity and there aren't people who took communications law working on your <laughs> Twitter account, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas a TV station likely would have somebody that that worked on that. Um, so yeah, that person might be in some trouble. So my second shot on this one um, was just thinking about okay, so it's a it's a you know an allegation of a copyright infringement issue. It made me think about um, copying other people in general and how back in the day, if you had a competitor and you wanted to know what they were doing or you wanted to kind of emulate them, you would have to go into their business and be really intentional about going in and like copying them. Now everyone's businesses, their storefronts are sort of online. Their storefront is their website or their storefront is their Instagram page. It's it's really easy to become so influenced by somebody that you copy them and, and, and totally lose the reason that you got started in that business to begin with, or totally, it's almost like, you know, people throw around the word authenticity right now, I think because it's kind of hard to have because yeah. everyone's just like recreating the other person and copying the other person. Mm. Kind of like me a couple of weeks ago when I tried to do an intro, all fancy and not like <laughs> yeah. you. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure that we had a teacher one time that wrote on Ty's paper that um, don't let Heath copy you so much next time because tell him to change it up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and i got a zero on that paper oh, oh no oh, think about what you learned so didn't you, change so up you, enough you you learned that and heath you were bringing up a point about how if you are always copying somebody and trying to be just like them then yeah because i loved your second shot on 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 that but there's also that it's kind of not only we see this with companies the the companies that get left behind versus the companies and the people and or brands that move forward right Netflix and Blockbuster are like the most perfect example of this, okay? Netflix comes in, changes up the game with the DVD. If anybody can even remember, Netflix started off as a, you know, right. mailing yeah. DVD Mail company. order DVDs. Okay? I loved it. Yeah. So it was the change up to Blockbuster that changed, you know, flip script on them, right? Without the late fees and all that great stuff. So what Blockbuster did was they went to work on doing DVD mailing, right? Adding that to their deal. Netflix was already onto the streaming. Mm-hmm. They were developing the streaming from the DVD was their next move, right? So guess what? Blockbuster finally catches up, does the DVD. Netflix, within a year, is rolling out streaming. So what does Blockbuster do? $100 million and two years later, trying to build their online streaming. Mm-hmm. Netflix is on to already developing their new own content to have on streaming and now has basically going to is going to be better and bigger than 
Time Warner and, and, and all of those things because they've kept moving forward. See, Blockbuster kept trying to copy and play catch-up instead of playing in their own... Like, right, like, like what owning are, what okay. they yeah. are as Blockbuster. And right. being unique to what they are. So, like, there's a fine line of saying, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to those competitors and paying attention enough to know you have to make moves. Like, what if Blockbuster, instead of chasing Netflix, would have figured out the whole Redbox thing, right? And, and like, come up with that little feature before Redbox came up with it, right? If they'd have been creative... And instead of chasing, that could have kept them alive a little longer, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, just not chasing people. There's that copying, and then there's that being authentic to who you are. And and I would tell you that you got to walk that line. It's very smart to know what your competitors are doing and what they're not, but it's also very intelligent to make sure you stay strong to where you are and say what – and know you have to move and change and be better. Know what they're doing to know what maybe we can do. But if you're chasing another company or another brand and copying – they're already on to their next thing. You're already behind the game. Right. It's, it's like that that old adage of go where the ball's going and not where it is, you know? Yeah. Like you're that they they were playing a game of of chase and pickup rather than stopping for a moment and saying, Okay, how can we actually be different here and not just try to catch up? Because, you know, they could have. If they spent a little time thinking, they could have been the ones that uh, that went forward with the streaming thing before Netflix got it got it under under wraps, you know, or been an, another competitor there, but they just languished too long and trying to catch up. Yep. Well, and it makes me think about the time Heath and I have referenced a couple times, I think, that that trip where we had such little internet access, which mean that we, you know, for that period of time, whatever it was, four days, we didn't really have the outside influence coming in. And he wrote so much of his book during that time. Mm. And I got started on so many of my favorite blog posts and really some blog posts that, that to me were really wholly sharing of myself as opposed to looking at like what are the trends for blog posts right now okay so we've got you know body positivity and people are really getting into that and we've got you know anti-mom shaming we've got that these these really trendy topics and i could have looked at that you know what i mean if i was just scrolling 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 and then going and blogging that's where your frame of mind is and that's where you go instead of being truly inside like for sure my yeah. own thoughts what am i genuinely being inspired by and what do i actually want to share um you know i love to do some scrolling oh yeah oh mm. i love to do some scrolling, love scrolling. But, but when it comes to creative writing or even just coming up with a caption like yeah. on an even just something as simple as coming up with my caption on my own instagram page about what i want to share i have to be very careful about like getting ideas where oh that's cool how they were able to do a bunch of enters and it made their spacing look cool and maybe i can emulate that or learn how to do that so that's one thing but then totally copying someone's caption is another thing yeah you know and then people aren't really getting to know me which is the whole point of me putting myself out there and i think that no matter what you do that if you are um it, it is more important to put out exactly who you are what what you're doing what your brand what you feel and your thoughts and nobody like that then it because it's better in my opinion because you're going to have some people catch on to that right right versus the other is going to be trying to emulate what you think others want you to be or what somebody else is you're trying to copy it you're never going to go anywhere at least on the other way you may stay small or so forever but you'll have more loyalty because it'll be truly who you are which i think is 10 times better than the other so i think in your branding your advertising in your company wide like matt said look at more where the ball is going versus what is that actual tactical thing these people are doing in front of you 
and look at the ball in general and make your moves, make your changes. You have to evolve. You can't copy people. If you're playing catch-up, you're already behind, and don't let that get you stuck uh, and be Blockbuster, which is now you know out of business, and Netflix is the next biggest thing there is. So we'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today ready aim fire second shot is back for another round on rncn you've got to wear that shirt again here in about three or four weeks when i get my new suit delivered because i'm getting a completely like burnt orange solid are you really okay so are you verifying that this is indeed a burnt orange shirt that looks more burnt orange than what that outfit you tried to wear to the i know to the game game. that was embarrassing i know i get i cringe when i think about it because i I got into the stadium and i saw that i was supposed to be supporting the longhorns and i was totally wearing red yeah I but I just went to one of my favorite boutiques, Abby Farron, which, side note, if you live in Dallas-Fort Worth, you have to go there immediately because they're having a massive sale because she's changing her brand. And there was this, if you're watching on um, Facebook Live or YouTube. She's doing like a superwoman pose, like she's flying she in her burnt top. orange. And I brought it out to the girls because we were having like a little shopping party there. And they were like, yes, a, a bunch of Texans, native yeah, Texans. Yeah, that's more burnt orange, yes said that it was indeed burnt orange so i feel like i have solidified myself in this marriage and <laughs> new, new listeners may, may not know the last time we talked about that but yeah there was definitely a story a while ago i don't even know what that episode. we were going to talk about this, oh, this game. game yeah you went to and you wore i wore red i thought red. it was burnt she orange she thought it was burnt orange we had a photo we looked between. at you can go scroll on facebook i'm sure it's there somewhere like there's a there's a photo on the internet everybody that agreed can, that was not burnt orange i know it was bad it was bad but i hopefully i redeemed my with this cool silky burnt orange and you apparently ordered a burnt orange suit burnt so that's suit. um is that that's that's, that's for the summer season subtle right? that's gonna be for all the color right? what are you okay. talking about there's, you, there's <laughs> no season. bad time to wear burnt orange uh, it's all good times uh our second story this week art phenom who spent oh. 46 uh-huh, oh, who spent 46 i did <laughs> yes. it yeah. the word of the day i've learned who's millennial mastermind <laughs> millennial mastermind art phenom who spent 46 years in prison for a wrongful conviction will get 1.5 million dollars richard phillips went into prison when he was 27 years old he was sentenced to life in prison without parole uh, at the time richard nixon was running for re-election elvis presley's burning love was in the top five in the billboard hot 100 it's four decades ago it was a crazy time uh, he originally got put in for for a crime. He ultimately didn't do. Somebody else confessed uh, four decades later, uh, and and he ends up 
getting out and, and walking. Uh, Mr. Phillips, what's charming about his art phenom background is that behind bars he began painting in 1990 to stave off loneliness, his website says. He painted to fill long days. His paintings became custom greeting cards that he sold to other inmates. He used those proceeds to buy more art supplies. He did watercolors. And, and ultimately, all of this uh, adds up to a body of work that's now being auctioned and sold. And... Uh, he gets a sweet payout because he had to do 46 years in prison for a thing he didn't do. Now, we did the math. It's not a whole lot uh, of money hourly that, that he's getting paid out for. But, you know, that's not the that's not the point. Uh, what is the point, Heath? <laughs> dig, dig me out of this. <laughs> well, Ginny, Ginny was the, uh, had the had the hottest take on this one. So one point five million dollars. Thirty two thousand a year. Thirty two thousand a year. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you think about. Would you sit in jail for thirty two thousand a year? No, I would not. Yeah, not not a chance in hell. Yeah, no. Not for that but long. he didn't have the choice. I'm, no, I know, but I'm just thing. saying, like, would <laughs> right. you choose that one? Because people hear 1.5 million, they're like, oh, I'd go to break it down. Would you, 32,000 a year? When you break yeah. it down to realize yeah. how much it's not. So the courts like he's still getting the raw end of the deal. Sort mm-hmm. of in this in this story, put a price on what our freedom is worth. Yeah, they're saying your freedom's worth about thirty two thousand a year, yeah. give or take. Now, okay, so so hourly. You know, would we want to sit in jail for that? No. But if they're saying this is the price of being free, of being allowed to sleep in till noon or be able to go and apply for that job you want or being able to go find the love of your life, you know, the the cost of being able to try and go on a vacation or go out and get some vitamin D from the sun whenever you want to, that's the price on it. And that's the thing that we take for granted when things are not going our way. When we think I've got nothing. That's true. I've got nothing, and and I know that um, I've been in that place where I've thought, gosh, you know, oh, what you know, what is what is there to get up for? Well, I'm not in jail making fifteen dollars an hour. Like that's that's the price that's been, you know, at least in this one case. And certain people who have wrongful convictions have gotten more money than that before mm-hmm. because there is because our freedom is such a gift because our ability to walk there's outside no is amount. such a gift there's no there's no money amount it's a you know i, I say that sort of in jest be, because obviously there's no price we can put on having our actual freedom um but but it's like if you're if you're kind of sitting there today and, and listening to this and thinking gosh there's nothing out there for me we'll think gosh i i'm making you know it's about 15 bucks so I could walk outside and use that 15 bucks or go to the store or call a friend or, you know, go visit my neighbor, make a connection with somebody. So what I wanted to kind of do, because I want to roll off your second shot. See, I, I like what your take was and where you broke it down to, especially what I think it'll helpful for our listeners, because what you were breaking it down to was thinking about what is your hourly on thing? You know, how many times do we all do in projects or something and you feel like you're, you I mean, you're doing a whole bunch of like busy work and the payoff is a long ways away or hasn't come and it's very hard to keep going and stay focused on it right current situation it's very difficult for all of us right or all the people listening that maybe have a side hustle they're trying to do Mm. you know you got to make some calls or you got to put some stuff together but like a payoff's not coming so here's what we've done what what i used to do to trick my mind in sales and then i then taught my salespeople to do okay so uh, for instance say you have to make 30 cold calls to get an appointment with a business owner. And after five appointments with a business owner, you're gonna sell two of them usually. So an average sale will probably pay you about two grand, $2,500 in our business. Mm-hmm. And so um, all of those amount of calls that you made, that that is the weary part. The, the week of when you're sitting there for three or four hours 
making phone call after phone call, getting told no, getting and told making no. Making no money for Making that whole no week. money, right? It'll drive you crazy. If you're going out seeing business owners, they're slamming the door in your face, right? It would beat you down. Back in the day when I was doing it, it was selling individuals, and I had it down to a science of knowing what the average sell is. And when I would backtrack numbers, and I knew that every time I picked up that phone, it paid me $71, theoretically. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah. Theoretically. Well, theoretically. theoretically. I mean, I don't know if that's the perfect application of it, but I I'm going to let it, I said it right. now. <laughs> but what I would do is I broke it okay, down. I like Potentially, this. right? That, yeah. yeah that, that I'm, well, I knew the averages. The, the averages, averages. Were, yes. the, the average would come out to me somehow. So I, I was like, then it would break down. How much easier was it for me to pick up that phone knowing every time I picked it up was $71? It may not come to me for two weeks, but I knew every time I picked it up it was $71. So I would always encourage you to break down your numbers to know where you're at and go, hey, whatever those little, like student, you're doing those side hustles, you're doing any of those things, think about it in a way of the, the busybody time that you really want to give up, right? That you really get undisciplined and get sidetracked. That break down to how much that's worth to what you're doing so you have that in front of you so it makes i mean it made it it makes it much more real when our salespeople go they know i think uh it's like 48 dollars or something for every phone call they make like that makes it a lot easier to make three four hours of cold calls and get told Mm -hmm. no if you know every time you pick up the phone you're getting 38 dollars so we i mean we we talked about this a little bit last week i think when it came to like charging what you're worth right to Mm -hmm. to and um, that's that's one of the things that goes into my calculations when it comes to charging, you know, what my rate would be to do work outside of uh, outside of here. And it's it's th- what it, when it may sound like high, but when you when you actually look at the value of it, you're thinking, OK, I've got to pay taxes on this. I've got to provide equipment for this or I've got to drive somewhere or I've got to spend time away from home that I normally would, would exactly. that I value at a certain rate. So, yes, it may the dollar amount may s- sound high, but when you value your time and all your all the other things that have gone into it, it starts to make a lot more sense. And so yeah, that's that's putting that price tag on you know, I spend I spend a certain amount of time away from home at work. How much is it going to cost to make me spend even more amount, <laughs> amount it's of time away from work? More. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, and that's where you got to get down to the science on. You need to know your num. You got to know your numbers and whatever you do. And that's where I want to challenge our listeners to. You have to know like your numbers on your productivity. Okay, so it's like whatever you're doing and wherever you're getting focused at or losing focus. That's the most mundane part about what you're doing. You need to come back and work your numbers backwards to know. Whatever it is you're trying to get to, whatever that payout is, backtrack that number to how many it takes of those kind of hours to get your averages so you have a better idea so that if it's spending an hour doing this, you know, reading through these blogs, or let's just say, um, if that if, if it takes you 30 of those blogs to get whatever, I'm just making something up, backtrack your numbers and know them and break it down to a, a smaller amount of to the to the really mundane things that you're doing, they can all make a deal. Like picking up that phone call was seventy one dollars every time. But I yeah, it I up. mean that works for people who are trying to get partnerships for things, or they're trying to get you know once you once you've gotten some, then yeah, you can figure you can out what it, the yes, average is. Yes, yeah, so, if you haven't gotten any, if you haven't gotten paid at all, it's harder to figure out. But once but you, you get can, paid, well, but you can kind of look at it and go, okay, what do you think these shows would be worth? Kind of thing. You can get a better. You can get a. You can get a rough estimate. It may not be the best, but you can at least come up with a number. To know what that time is worth. All right, so at I, this point, I, I've got a, I've got a, a cynical approach to this, mm-hmm. and help me help me understand this. 
By broadening the valleys, right, in, in business, don't you also, like, broaden the peaks? <laughs> the yes. Right? Like, because in, in my head, I'm like, but you're totally it, right. Every every phone call you make is $71. It's awesome. But then when you make a sale, when you're like, yeah, two grand, don't you have to walk back and be like, wait, that's just $71. No, no, perfect. No, no, because I don't, I want to, I, I want to level off those peaks. Right. Listen, so you don't I, go you, buy the big truck. No, that you don't, you don't, <laughs> I, I lose, it's harder to manage people on highs than it is their lows. Right, because they get all you. When you get on those highs, that's when you stop working. Yeah, right. that's when that's you when got you, it made. Yep. So if I can help you, you not stop be following on, the yes, system, you stop following your system. You stop doing the work that got you there. Oh, it man. never fails. So, yes, Zach, if my goal is to keep you off of super high peaks and to keep you out of super low lows, right? Because if you can ride like the freight train versus the roller coaster of emotions, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a much longer, consistent, steady career. You're right. And you'll still have those peaks and valleys. You when can, you make I'm, a sale, that's a peak. You, you, you did go, it. You accomplished something. Look, like, yeah, sure. Of you're yeah. going to have the highs. You're going to feel the rush of it all. It's still going to be great and up. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just you want to make sure they're not these jagged up and down numbers <laughs> because your emotion, I mean, it, and emotions are the hardest thing to manage in people. Right. Because it can be the best and the worst for you. So I would, I would encourage you all. To go take a look back, kind of know your numbers. If there's the mundane things that you get sidetracked, you get undisciplined on, come up, run your math numbers on what you can to figure out what that's kind of worth so that it, you have more of a goal in mind that that little bit of work does to the ultimate end game. And it'll help you stay focused on getting through those really, really horrible times of the really mundane making cold calls or doing whatever that is to get there. So we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. So I guess my wife just wants to use, uh, well, so... Well, we talked about my birthday. My birthday present for this week for everybody is to go leave a rating and review wherever you listen and share this with your friends and family. And my wife's birthday gift to me was to want to make fun of me on the podcast this week. Okay. I guess. <laughs> it's a gift to I all mean, of us. I mean, there were some other things, too. Yeah, that's true. It's a gift to the world is what that is. Yeah. Uh, so here's this, this other story uh, we've got. There's an incredible NCAA 400-meter hurdle finish that was going viral earlier this week. Uh, this is College Station. Uh, before the start of the Texas A&M Aggies Maroon and White Spring football game, uh, there's a, a sprinting race, right? There's some track and field events out there, and and the in this sprinting race, 400. Sprinting I can't race. wait for you to get your sports <laughs> broadcast job. Yeah, this sprinting it race. It was like at that at that event we were at, and, and she's the the girl, the auctioneer said, um, "Oh, how about a shout out to the." 
Which league? Which league are the? <laughs> you're, you're dropping the ball here. <laughs> I know, oh, I know, my no. God, you, you like can't go no. build something that hype up and then just I know, drop I know. it. I'm gonna, gonna think of it later. I'm anyway, hide behind my microphone here. <laughs> well, sorry, uh, Jenny yeah. just took it away from me because uh, she was worry, trying I'm to slam you and then drop it. What a sprinting it. race! To be fair, it says in here sprinting race. I'm reading this off the paper. Yeah, when a sprinting race goes, yeah, take take. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, this 400 meter hurdle race. Uh, uh, these these two teammates are in the final stri- final stretch and they're neck and neck at the finish line, and one of them really goes for it. I, 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 should we roll the video? Or should I just say what yeah, happens? We'll roll yeah, the video. and so guys, we'll you can all watch on YouTube, yeah, Facebook, right. or yeah. wherever it is right now. You can go watch this video. Here's it the was the East play. NFC. Yeah. It's Grant and Tucker, 1-2 A&M. They both threw the 10th hurdle without a problem. It's going to be Tucker. Yes, he <laughs> dives for the tape. He was second last it's incredible. So good. He, so good. He Superman dives for the finish. Uh, lays out completely lateral. I'm sure you could freeze frame it. He's like completely horizontal to the ground. Like crazy. Yeah. yeah. My favorite Heath Oaks story. The oh, reason okay. why I wanted to talk about this is when Heath apparently was a was a hurdler. Was not a hurdler and did a similar dive over the hurdles unintentionally. It was worse than that. Unintentionally, it was much worse than that. What does that mean? I, I, listen, I was no trackster. Okay, me running, not my skill set. I was I, in football. There was a sport for a slow white boy with an arm called quarterback. So outside of that, <laughs> there was not, and so I didn't do a lot of running. Now, the small schools I go to, they basically need a lot of help participation. This is seventh grade, I'm sitting there pole vaulting. Pole vaulting was what I did in track. You I was pole vaulting in seventh grade. Yep. Oh, wow. I was decent at pole vaulting. I wasn't the best, but I, I, I was good. Mm-hmm. Did they not have, like, the shot put discus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't that big. <laughs> but he wasn't that strong. You're not I wasn't that big. I, I was... I was smaller, so... He was small and slow. You know, in, in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a perfect track and field yeah. star. <laughs> hey, but here, I always had heart, though. That's <laughs> true. Oaks, you sure got a yeah. lot of heart. Hey. Um, here was the thing. They needed, you know, look, in track and field, team stuff, if they don't have anybody, if they don't have any kind of... If a school doesn't have somebody competing in every event, they lose points. Like, if somebody just competes in an event, they get points for the overall team to see if they win the track meet, okay? Mm-hmm. So... This is at night of the track meet, so it's like where actually more people show up to because it's usually, you know, the big hurdles and the 100-meter hurdles, <laughs> the, the 400, hurdles. you know, more of the faster stuff people around to watch, right? Oh, no. Coach goes, Oaks, we ain't got nobody run the 100-meter hurdles. Now, 100-meter hurdles is <laughs> the, like, like, the most athletic, talented people on your team or the person running that. That's right? what I ran. Oh, well. A lot of somebody else. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, mean, I did. Makes total that. sense to me. You're the most flexible human being on earth. You it's can true. like you lift can do your anything. knees above your head. Mm. Yeah, and I dominated at the. I don't doubt hurdles. that. I believe. I don't it, doubt yeah. it. You gotta run fast I, and jump. Yeah. I, on the other hand, being a good teammate, it's like sure, I'll do it. Never jumped a hurdle in my I'll life. Do it. <laughs> this is the premier. Like everybody's in the stands, the hundred meter hurdles. Really, I honestly didn't realize what I was getting into. Yeah. It's like, not easy to do because you got to get that rhythm right. You got to get those steps and like jump at the right time, oh, or yeah. else you're. And you got to bring the one leg up and then go. Oh, there's a yeah. whole thing to it. Yeah, yeah. And the people that are doing it are by far the most athletic people out there. So I was sure, coach, I'll do it. Right, team player, <laughs> get out there in front of the grandstands, whistle blows very first hurdle i didn't make it <laughs> just just 
Hand hit just just rolled. Well, did you did you get one leg over at least? Oh, no, I don't think I, I mean no. it was ugly rolling. <laughs> you just, went, just, just ran right kind into of a it. Stumble. Yeah, I mean all these other people practiced it. I, I, I'm just like sure, I'll just run, just jump over this thing. It won't be that hard. <laughs> and I rolled. So then, ignorance um, on fire right there. The next time, uh, uh, then I got up and and I just decided to run down and kick all of them down as I did it and finish. Because like, I'm not trying to jump. I just kicked them all I down and ran. So did right, you finish yeah. and get the point I, for your team? Oh, absolutely. It just looked really bad. Heck yeah. Right in front of everybody, tum- tumbled over. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is what you get for being a team player. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you've, everybody. you've said before that you were a, uh, um, a rambunctious student. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good term. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you think there's any chance your, your coach like knew the score? And he was like, I'm going to knock this Heath Oaks kid down a peg <laughs> that's here. That's a really good question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, in no. front of everybody. Like, oh, just oh gonna... no. Here's what he knew. Okay. That I could look like an idiot and that wasn't going to hurt me. I wasn't going to be going home crying myself to sleep. Right. Like he knew I could handle it. Right, so he wasn't doing it for you. It was purely selfish. He, just it wanted, was, the he wanted the points and he knew. <laughs> and he knew that he wasn't going to hurt the least. Ego. Yeah, was yeah. me. Right. That I'm okay with it. I'll figure it out. And I won't literally go hurt myself because I just because you embarrass yourself in front of everybody like yeah. with the lights. Thanks, <laughs> coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no chances of video of this somewhere, right? There's no. I doubt yeah, it. Seventh grade, like probably uh, somewhere on a, on a smartphone reel but we or do something. Have a Somebody's got a I'm sure somebody from yeah. East Texas. in an attic in a box somebody, somewhere. It, a, it, and it was video. at a troop. It was at the troop track, so it was there at the troop track meet. And so there's a good chance somebody had somebody in that press box. Press box had a camera up, but I'm, us up. I'm not mm. going to go dig it around. You guys for had it. a press box. I feel like that's a stretch. <laughs> We start like yeah. crowdfunding you know. bounties on this stuff. I mean, yeah. Hey, we take this stuff serious it's in these More like a shed. You guys, I, I never thought we'd get so many uh, responses about the conversation over the uh, jelly meatballs. This was how many episodes back? Oh my Seven. gosh, Three, it was a while. Yeah, People great are jelly still meatballs. talking about this. Uh-huh. So a couple of examples. We got a message from Colleen who says, Heath, you got to try the grape jelly and barbecue sauce meatballs. So good. You never know the grape jelly is in there. This is a common recipe. And I bet you've had these meatballs at a party or potluck before. Give it a try. I bet you'd like it. So what she's saying is we've probably all tasted these but didn't know they had jelly in them. Yeah. And that's oh, why they were so good. Okay. But see, that's what I got to know. A lot of times I can't know what's in stuff. If I know what's in stuff and eat it, like I, I, I can't do it. It'll like you. your vegan cupcakes for your birthday. Yes. Whoa, my wife tricked me with cupcakes. some vegan cupcakes. Uh, they were actually dirty. very Pictures, good. Please? Oh. No? Um, they were actually very good. Maybe? Yeah, I'll show you guys. I, I did. You know what? I should have brought some in. I'm so no, mad at myself have. for not Those bringing some me. in. <laughs> Those are for me, not for them. What are you trying um, to do? Well, wait, I made like a lot. I made 12 I of them. Well, it um, doesn't hurt that I'm going to eat all 12 of it's them. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not sure if Heath's like feeling guilty about something and is sort of being nice about the cupcakes no, they to be were nice actually and very make good. me feel good. Or if would, I eat, would I have ate two of them last night, really? Or would I not just say one to make you feel good? Think hey, about it. Okay, for the sure. rest for the rest of us producers and audience and otherwise, paint us a picture. What are we talking? Chocolate vanilla icing on these things? What icing, we, yes. What are we, vanilla with icing. Okay. They're also we just watched this documentary on organic and non-GMO foods, and we are on like a, a tailspin. Like of just understanding what all understanding that means. what it means because 
I mean, you got what was the name of that? Yeah, I was gonna say I got I secret love, ingredients. I need I need some health stuff. Back you guys, me up here. secret ingredient. It's called Secret Ingredient Movie, and it might even I'm not sure if it's free now, but it's only three ninety nine. It really gives a great understanding of what it means to be organic, what it means to be non GMO, what which crops are more likely to have been sprayed, and and I feel like this is in a, a political well, discussion the, the right problem, now. The, the reason but, why you need to do it yourself is because it is it has become such a politicized thing, like me and and Jenny, for instance, both would just always turn our nose up to all of that because we're like, oh, yeah, that's just those people trying to get stuff riled be up. Be anti-farmer yeah, or be anti-this yeah. company or anti-that so company. So we decided to go do our own research and learn ourselves. And when you do, it's funny how much you learn that, you know, if it wasn't for this being politicized, how many people would be outraged that, that are on the opposite side and, and that would be like, oh, no. So... I'm going to give you my opinion. Y'all go look it up and read and understand what GMO really means and what organic really means and not just think it's a, um, a, a, marketing, a, a, a tactic. marketing tactic or something else. You can go look at it and figure that out for yourself. Secret Ingredient is not available on any streaming service for free, but it is on uh, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play. You can buy the DVD. So uh, thank just, you. You're yeah, so good. Got it. Bummer, so, I was on Netflix. Okay. Um, so I also got a message from my brother who lives in France. And I didn't know that he was still listening to the podcast. Oh. So he says, oh, geez, Jen, I should have been a guest when you started talking about jelly with meatballs in a crock pot so I could defend <laughs> it and mole so I could explain it. So apparently I did not explain mole correctly. Oh, no. And apparently my brother, who, by the He's way, now works as a chef, um, has something to say about this. His food is sensational. So it's interesting that we're getting... Um, I think so. Everybody's on board with grape you know, jelly. People from all different backgrounds yeah. and cultures are loving the grape jelly meatballs. We've, it's it's interesting to me. I just never would have thought that Ma that would be it. Yeah, maybe I missed it, but did somebody hit us with a with the correct recipe on how to do this? No, say, but I wrote my brother back and said, well, please inform us. Cause so, so we'll can, share it in yeah. the second shot Facebook yeah, group. Go. Everybody go in the second yep. shot Facebook group, join it, and we will get that... Um, recipe out there and i'm excited too because we got in, in about two more episodes from now i think two yeah. or three more episodes we're gonna have a very we're gonna have a new guest come in and talk about some uh, um the enneagram some enneagrams and personality tests and all those kind of things oh. it'll be pretty cool yeah, little um, uh, tidbit to take back for it all so leave us a rating review just for my birthday share it with your friends and family to just show us you love us, you know. Well, and it just helps more people get the positivity and, and find out about us. Absolutely. So, where can they find you? JennyAnchando.com. And on all social media platforms, Jenny and Chando, except for Twitter, which is Jenny and Chando TV. Uh, at Apple Zacintosh on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram much, but I'm on that Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Yes. Come hang out. It'll be a good time. Uh, as always, you can find me at Matt Stoker. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Matt Stoker nope. 1. Wow. Matt Stoker Drop 1. Dropped them all. On ins I did. <laughs> My one thing I had to pull off today. <laughs> Matt Stoker 1 on Instagram. You can see pictures from the Pet Expo where my dog got his caricature made. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> cute. At Ignorance uh, on Fire, at Heath Oaks, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the good stuff. See you next time and love y'all.